When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's right. Steve and I are still on vacation. We're back on Wednesday. We're taking some time off finally, but we don't play the best stuff. As you guys know, this is not syndication time. No, no, no. Not on this podcast. That's why we pre-taped some podcasts last week with you. In case some things might have changed, you'll know in the interim. But please enjoy this extraordinary content that you're used to from Sports Day Tampa Bay. Today, part two of our conversation with Sports Illustrated golf writer Bob Herrig. We're going to talk about the Open Championships, of course, over in Great Britain. Will this be the year that Roy McIlroy breaks through? Here's part two of our conversation with Bob Herrig. I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. That's right. It's May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know who is doing the job. Those are Billy Mays guys up there. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. Contact May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Here's a guy I haven't heard from. Maybe I missed the interview. Maybe I missed the uh, exclusive from uh, SI or ESPN or, or one of the golfing. But what have we heard from Tiger Woods? I mean, and of course, he's a player who's not playing right now. He's been injured, as he has been a good portion of the second part of his career. Um, Tiger was another one that was hitting the talking points at one time. What does he think about all of this? I think his, uh, his, his silence speaks volumes. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not come out in favor of the tour. He's not come out in favor of this agreement. He's yeah. not said anything about, let's see how it goes. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we had no choice. Yeah. To be honest with you, my, my, educated guess without knowing mm-hmm. for sure is that he's yeah. pissed yeah and yeah. you know um there was just something that came out there was some court documents that came out um i wrote about this where um uh it this was th- this was made public but a lot of um i guess you would call it discovery but a lot of yeah. documentation from the pj tour side of things had to be disclosed and this is not the live lawsuit. This is a separate lawsuit. There's an attorney who, who has filed, like he's trying to start a, a class action, like the, the fans are being deprived um, because of the tour's monopolistic practices. You know, whether or not you believe that is another story, but, but like, you know, 
when you're being sued, even if you think it's frivolous, it's still a pain. And the tours had to fight it, and they've had to fork over some documents. And one of the things that came out was these talking points from about a year ago where Monaghan and the tour were really pushing back hard on Liv. And part of it was to, you know, go heavy on that, you know, they're bad, we're good, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. And they had these talking points that Tiger would have delivered at this at this kind of this players town hall meeting that they were planning. Right. And in these talking points, they actually had Tiger speaking like Tiger would speak, like with profanity and, you know, <laughs> and 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 um, and and, you know, like if if, you know, the, the, you know, they're, the, he, he was making them out to be the bad guys and. And uh, at, at one point, you know, they had Tiger saying, you know, what what happens if they come to you? Do what I did. Tell them to go F themselves, you know, and <laughs> and all of this on all this stuff, you know. And and so it was like, a, you know, it was, it was Tiger rallying the, the players behind the tour. Yeah. And and look, that's all fine and good. And Tiger might have taken that tack. The thing is, it never happened. Like right. Tiger was never at this tournament to deliver these remarks. But the tour actually had somebody type them out and was going to give them to him as talking points. Tiger actually came out and denied that he was there, denied that he had ever seen these talking points. And the way it was reported was that it didn't seem likely that he was there. But these were scripted remarks that the tour had made for him. Pretty amazing, really. Um, it is. You know, and look, I, I framed it under they fiercely fought against the live and and the saudi involvement which you know that's fine why wouldn't they of course they would they're gonna fight the saudi influence i get it you know but when it juxtaposed to a year later you know it's just it's the irony is amazing you know as monahan himself said i'm i'm gonna look like a hypocrite yeah Uh, you can't not but it looked that way And, and it's fascinating reason reading your story on si.com uh, about that discovery in that lawsuit. Um, here's here's my kind of final takeaway about this, and I will actually ask you about golf as it exists today. But, uh, I mean, in effect, if, if this agreement goes through, I know that uh, Moynihan is supposed to be the CEO, but the chairman of the tour will be a Saudi. Is Saudi essentially running professional golf in this, in this world now, if, if this goes through? I, I don't think so, um, because the way it's been laid out is the PJ Tour as we know it now, the Valspar, you know, Bay Hill, mm-hmm. the Players' Championship, mm-hmm. you know, the Rocket Mortgage, the, you know, the Scottish Open is part of their schedule. All these tournaments it's, are, go from January through, you know, into October. Right. That's part of a nonprofit called PJ Tour, Inc., and that's a 501c6, and they are granted this nonprofit status based on being a member organization. That is supposed to stay intact. Uh, Al Rumayan is going to get a seat on the PGA Tour policy board, which has 10 members, five players and five independent directors. So got he it. apparently is going to get one of those independent director spots. He's got a seat at the table, which I think is yeah. really part of what he wanted. The thing you're referencing that he would be the chairman of is this new company that they're going to form under the banner of the tour, the DP World Tour, which is the European tour. They've changed their name and the PIF. 
public investment fund. And they, they're supposed to do these, you know, financial evaluations of their assets and they yeah. would be pooled. And this, this thing would be a new organization for profit with a very nebulous outline as to what they would do going forward. Like, would they stage, you know, some huge money events that would or would not be part of the PJ tour? Could they fold some team events into it? Could live get folded into it? Is it maybe more of a way for them to, the, the European tours really suffered through all of this. It might be a way to prop them up a little bit better and have more involvement uh, in Europe, but nobody really knows. And that board is going to be comprised mostly of PGA Tour people, but Yasser is the chairman, you know, and they're the, they're the main investor, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so that part of it, it's, there's a framework there, but what does it really mean? Nobody knows. Uh, you are drinking from a fire hose with this story, Bob, and, uh, and people need to read it on SI.com. It's incredible. Um, let's talk a little golf because that's really what, what we love about the sport is the actual what goes on on the course. And, of course, um, the Open Championship is going to be July 16th through the 23rd at Royal Liverpool. You've been covering this since we were the St. Petersburg Times. How many, how many Open Championships have you done now, Bob? <laughs> you know, it's like in the 20s, I think. I That's amazing, yeah. See, I, I you know, I'd have to do the math. I went to the, fir- the first one I went to in 99. This came up not that long ago. 99 was the one that Jean Vandeveld blew. Oh, yeah. You know, the, so, yeah. the, the French guy. That was your first one? Pi- yeah, nice nice baptism <laughs> oh, there. Nice debut. <laughs> yeah. So, Jean, you know, that, that enduring picture of Jean Vandeveld smiling, his pants rolled up, standing in the burn, you know, like the creek mm-hmm. in front of yeah. the green, weighing whether or not to play the ball out of the water. <laughs> that was my first open. Wow. So I went to t- I went to two. I missed one. And then I've been to, I think, every one since 2002. And then obviously yeah. they didn't play in 2020 due to the COVID. So that's like 23, maybe 22 or 23. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, and, and so you – I know you. I know you love going over there. I know you love the events. Royal Liverpool uh, is is the the location. And any time that uh, it seems like in the last I don't know fifteen twenty years, whatever it's been, um, that there's a tournament over there and maybe a maybe a a championship in general. Um, the talk is always, especially there, about Roy McIlroy. And and I had inadvertently sent you a note, but this is something that captured my attention was that. This guy has finished in the top 10 in each major um, over the last two years outside of he missed this year's uh, Masters. I mean, Roy, Roy has been a Hall of Fame golfer for a long time. And yet, for whatever reason, he, he's put himself in position to win these. It's got to happen sometime, or maybe it won't. But how is he playing? He, I would assume that he is going to be, again, maybe one of the prohibitive favorites to win this thing. Yep. <clears throat> I, I love Roy's chances at Royal Liverpool. Um, you know, just like I did last year at St. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, with nine holes to go, I loved his chances. He, <laughs> right. he, he was, he was, you know, last year was, was like sort of emblematic of what he's been going through in trying to get another major. There hadn't really been a lot of great, great chances in, in these last nine years, 
he's had a lot of top tens, but he hasn't really been there a lot over right. the closing holes. But like that was one where he was there and he didn't do really anything wrong. He just didn't Correct. do enough right. Mm-hmm. And you know, Cam Smith, who's also with Liv, you know, he shot a final yeah. round sixty four at St Andrews. Crazy. Rory shot seventy, hit every green in regulation, two putted every green. He obviously made his his only two birdies were on par fives, but he you know he didn't do enough. Uh, yeah. He actually didn't even finish second. He finished third. He, fin- he he was third by two. You know, I mean, like, usually when you're in the lead, he, him and Victor Hovland had the 54-hole lead, and they were up by four, and Hovland kind of fell out of it. So you have a four-shot lead going in the final round of a major. You hit every green in regulation. You shoot under par and don't make a bogey. You're usually going to win. Yeah. You know, that was kind Absolutely. of, like, bad fortune for him. You know, yeah. and then look this year, look he had a he had a bad Masters, missed the yeah. cut. At the PGA, he didn't have his game. Still tied for seventh. He was you know right. complained that week about just not being comfortable with his swing, and he was sort of steering it around. Still finished seventh, and then obviously he missed by a shot at the U.S. Open. He bogeyed a par five over the back nine. You know, so. Um, it's it's crazy to think that since he last won a major, Brooks Kepka has won five. You know, and that's yeah, rare air these days. There's only 20 yeah. players in history who have five majors or more. And Kepka got there before Rory did, and nobody knew who Kepka was basically when when Rory won his last one. So right. um, I still think he's going to get one. He's too good. He's, you know, it's not like he's, you know, grasping. He's third in the world he's he's been competitive he's had a lot of high finishes um royal liverpool is where he won uh that you know had actually was had a six shot 54 hole lead and and won by two over ricky fowler um Mm -hmm. just you know a good course for him um i just think it's going to happen but yet we've said that about a lot of guys you know i thought for sure rory would win a masters the Masters should have been the, the first major Rory won. Um, mm. Ernie, we all thought Ernie Els would win a, a, a Masters, and Davis Love, and you know, yeah. uh, thought Greg Norman would win more than two majors. You know, right. there's just it, there's no guarantees. There's only four of them. But uh, you know, I I still I really like Rory's chances this year, despite everything that's gone on. I really like him. Well, he's had plenty of of, of a top ten finishes and whatnot. You mentioned Ricky Fowler, and here's a guy. Uh, that had gone a while without winning, uh, and he he finally uh, wins this, you know, over uh, the July fourth sort of pre July fourth weekend um, at the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. He's playing about as good a golf as anybody right now, right, Bob? I mean, and, and absolutely, and you're waiting for him to 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 take a major again himself. Exactly. I mean, you know, Ricky hadn't won in four years, and he's sort of been knocking on the door finally this year. Yeah. Um, last fall, he was 185th in the world. Jeez. You know, he had really fallen back. And now he's, yeah. you know, top 25, top 20. Right. You know, he's had a lot of high finishes. He played in the last group at the at the U.S. Open with Wyndham Clark and shot 75. But, you know, the first round he shot 62 and, and set a U.S. Open scoring record. I mean, he he's sort of been there and uh, – finally got all the pieces put back together, which is kind of cool to see. And, um, 
you know, he's definitely a threat in a major because Ricky's got experience. You know, he's been around for a while. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think the pressure bothers him. What bothered him is his game was off. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was, you know, he he couldn't break through or he was missing, you know, you know, pressure putts. He didn't have any pressure putts. He was missing cuts. You know, his <laughs> game was off. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- it's a lot more pressure to, to, to execute when – when you know it's not there, when you when you're playing well, it's a different story. And you know, I yeah. would expect him to be part of the Ryder Cup now for the U.S. this fall. He's got That'd experience cool, yeah. there. I mean, it's all been it's been a, a nice upward tick for him. And you know, he's kind of one of the good guys, so it's uh, I, I think people are are excited for him. Uh, I, I get you out on this, and we'll have to do another podcast about this because because we have not really talked extensively about it. But you're an author now of Tiger and Phil, golf's most fascinating rivalry it's been out for a while um and of course we could do a, you know and we will probably do a whole thing on tiger and phil uh hopefully shortly but i, I did want to ask you about the process of, of for those of us who might be contemplating books in the future um what was this process like for you because i'm i bow to you i walk through barnes and noble or i walk through target and i see bob herrig's book and i think that's like one of the coolest days that you could ever have um, so what's it been like to, to, to have accomplished this? Cause it's, it's gotta be a huge undertaking. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's the saying? Um, people, I'm sure you've, you've, you've been asked and you, you have an answer. I've borrowed this phrase many times. They asked, do you like to write? And I'd say, I like to have written, you know, <laughs> there like you go. <laughs> the, the process, the process is daunting, you know, yeah, um, it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually going through it now. I'm I'm working on a Tiger book oh, <clears throat> that's wow. coming out <clears throat> just on his legacy, and it's coming out before the Masters. Oh they, wow! They basically want it now. It's July. The book's not going to come out <laughs> until April. And you have a job on top of it, you know. And <clears throat> and um, you know, we all write stories now that you know you send it in, and like ten minutes later, the whole world can see it, but. They need eight months to turn around a book, you know, but, but that's just how, you know, this is how it is. And so, yeah, the process is daunting. And especially if you have a deadline, you yeah. know, a lot of people work on books and they, it, it's open-ended, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's probably better to have a deadline cause you might procrastinate and, and it, it gets away from you. Sure. But, um, you know, you have to, you, <clears throat> my experience, my limited experience with it is, you know, obviously you have to have an idea that you think can sell because, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately people aren't reading, reading as much. They're not reading his books right. as much. They, right. they, you know, there's, there's so many other distractions. And so mm-hmm. a publisher isn't going to necessarily get behind a really good idea um, just because they like the idea. They, they, they want the book to sell. You know, right. and so obviously Tiger and Phil and Tiger, you know, that has potential. And so they look at it. You need to write a proposal. You need to get an agent who can who loves the project because they're the ones who the publishers are going to trust, That's you know. Right. And so there's that process. And then, you know, then it's just a matter of kind of like, I don't know, sort of being organized like you know one of the good things about a proposal is is you usually give them a chapter outline so it gives you your own sense of where you want to take it and so then you know you give yourself reporting goals and 
You know, I need to talk mm-hmm. to these people for this. And, you know, the same thing happened to me with the first one. You know, I probably spent too much time at the beginning, you know, just talking to as many people as I could and not writing enough. Right. And then I started writing and then you something happens and you get distracted and you have to put it away and then it's hard to get back into it. Um, sure. And then you realize I've still got more reporting to do and you look up and, you know, wow, I've got it's a month to go time. and I've still got like 50,000 words to write. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not a healthy, it's not a healthy situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine, uh, when, when it finally, when you finally have the baby, um, it, it must be a, uh, an all, uh, encompassing, uh, feeling of relief and, and pride and all of those things. I'm proud of you having known you as long as I have to see that, uh, book on the shelf and, we look forward to your next one as well, and we'll talk talk more about that in the future. Uh, as we're doing this podcast uh, in advance of the Open Championship, I'll just say safe travels. Look forward to reading uh, everything you do, Bob, and thanks so much uh, for your time as always. All good. Thanks a lot for having me, Rick. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bob Herrig. We are back, back live tomorrow. Steve and I return, sadly, from vacation. But we'll have a chance to look ahead to Bucks training camp. We'll be like less than a week away from that. And the Rays continue their series against the Texas Rangers. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.